what if I were to one day just do a podcast where I don't do the intro that I'm used to doing? I feel like I wouldn't know how to handle it. I'm just gonna I'm just I'm gonna say it. What if I didn't say Hi, my name's Mandy and welcome to Gifted Gas Bag. This is a podcast where I ramble about whatever the hell I feel like for as long as I feel like it. And then you listen to it so that you can take a break from your brain. Because I don't know about your brain, but mine gets messy, gets noisy. Everyone needs a brain vacation once in a while. So, oh my God, it is currently December. Hang on, that's terrible. I just had to check. It's December 20. Oh my God, it's five days till Christmas. How did that happen? That went by very quickly. Um, here's, here's, here, I'm going to give you like a summary of where I'm at right now. So currently it is like 20 to nine at night. I have a fever. I'm a bit tired. Here's the thing. I got my booster shot today. I went and got my Moderna shot. I got the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna booster. Excuse me. Sorry. Because basically I'm trying to level up like a Pokemon. I figure that if I get all of them, <laughs> I can never catch anything and I will be an immortal God. Oh dear. So the with the Pfizer vaccines, I found I had a very sore arm both times and felt bad because I used to mock people that said, oh, but my arm's sore. And I was like, wow, what a pussy. No, no, my karma was that I got an arm that felt like someone had punched me in the same spot 15 times. So I had like dead arm for like both injections. This one, the Moderna, no sore arm this time which I'm kind of stoked about because because I'm right-handed, I asked them to put it in my left arm, but then I sleep on my left side. <laughs> and you know what? If you get into a sleeping position and you're just in the habit of it, trying to not do that, your body just goes, no, no, while you're asleep, I'm going to roll you back over. So I would keep trying to roll back to my left side and then wake up. Anyway, no sore arm this time. Very happy about that. But now I do have a fever and I am very tired. <laughs> I finished work, knocked off work a bit early today. I had most of my work done anyway, but I knocked off about an hour early so I could lie down and have a nap. And then I slept until six. So that was three and a half hours, three and a half hour nap. Not bad considering I'm terrible at taking naps and usually I'd sleep straight through. But then I knew I needed to eat dinner because I hadn't eaten anything since 11. So I got up and then I meant to cook dinner, but I did the, the scatterbrain thing of was like, oh, I should quickly call my mum before I make dinner. <sighs> An hour and a half later and we just, because the gas bag thing, it runs in the family, I'm pretty sure. We can talk about nothing for forever. Uh, so <laughs> we just chatted for an hour and a half. I had talked to her over the weekend twice, by the way. Like just, yeah, we can, once we get talking, it's hard to shut us up. So talked about nothing for a while. And then I was like, crap, I really do need to make dinner. And I'm feeling like pretty tired and starting to feel like shaky, like I need something to eat. Just finished making my dinner. I ate my dinner. I was sitting down. I'm like, I should watch something. And then I'm like, no, I should record a podcast because we're, we're in the downhill slope now to the end of the year. And if I don't remember to do it now, the, everything's going to get on top of me and I won't remember to do it. So here I am. Wow. What a year it has been as I sip my drink. Before I get into it, because you know, once I get into stuff, I will lose my train of thought and I'll never return to my original point. Um, I got a couple of emails <laughs> from you guys in response to the the Aldi situation that I faced. Um, I want to say for the email from, give me one second, Simone, who posited a theory about what might have happened. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, basically I had a really weird experience at Aldi where this couple just kind of followed me around like I was a tour guide 
and really confused and and this kind of like because I was like people just need to leave me alone I was having one of those days where I wanted everyone to get away from me and then these people started following me around Aldi and you know you like not in a normal way like they left particular sections just to follow me into the opposite corner of the store it was really weird um Simone's theory was that they had recognized me from TikTok and wanted to say hi I I don't think that's it they didn't it was weird it was like it was just an absent-minded thing or like I'd walked in and said to them hey follow me and then they were just kind of following me and waiting for something to happen. It was strange. And I was like looking back at them with this really confused look on my face. Like, what are you doing? And they just sort of like stare at me for a little bit and then look around, hold hands, stand there, wait for me like I was meant to do something. And I was, <laughs> I thought for a minute, like, did, did, did they ask someone who looks like me a question and then they got confused and mistook me for them? I don't, I don't really get what happened here, but yeah, anyway, um, <laughs> maybe Simone maybe I, I would have been I'd be surprised if that was it if I because like, I've had people recognize me from TikTok before it always happens in Woolies or Coles in the self-checkout it's always someone who's like watching the self-checkout as their job and they'll just be like you're on TikTok aren't you and I'll be like yes I am um <laughs> always which I'm I I'm getting better at people knowing me from TikTok, because in my head, like I feel, think of TikTok as being like the rest of the internet, where you send it out there and then it's just out among, it's in the ether, it just exists over the internet, it's not real life, ha ha ha, and then someone is just like, I saw your TikTok about, and I'm like, oh, people, I just get reminded that people actually watch them. It's surreal, it's lovely, it is very lovely, and I've made some nice friends that way, but it is still very surreal. <laughs> the ones that get me when. Uh, people will comment and say, like, I'll post a video of me out and about for the day and then someone will comment and say, I saw you and I wanted to say hi, but I was, like, too scared to. And I'm like, oh, I'm the least intimidating person that exists on the planet. You could, there is no reason you couldn't say, hey, I would have been fine with it. <laughs> My only worry is, like, being a disappointment to people that I run into. Like, I did, I ran into a woman and her kid in, um, in Coles and I was shopping with my grandmother and she, um, by the way, if you listen, hi, I was out visiting my grandmother and like helping her shop around the time that my parents were gone and I was helping take care of her and she recognized me and just sort of stopped. And I thought she wanted to get past me to get to some crumpets and I'm just like, oh, sorry, do you need that? And she's like, hi, I, I know you from TikTok. And I'm like, oh, cool. Hi. And I just didn't know what to do. And I was immediately in my head, in my head, I'm going like, I am a disappointment in person. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's, it's, you know, people in real life are different to what you see in a, in a couple of seconds. A video all spliced together. And it's it always seems higher energy. And then when you meet someone in person, you're like, oh, you're just normal. Cool. Anyway, I said I wasn't going to go on a tangent, and I did. Um, cool. So that was Simone's email. Thank you for your email, Simone. Uh, I did respond back to her as well. And I was just like, oh, I'd be surprised. And she said, no, it could be possible. The other email that I got um, about that one... Oh, I've gotten some lovely ones, by the way, just people sending me nice, um, you know, just just sweet messages or nice things or they wanted to say. But I, I finally got some questions. Um, Grant Harlan, 59. Now, I've got to go on this whole tangent about the name uh, Grant. 
I work with someone whose name is Grant and they are based in South Australia and in South Australia a lot of people tend to use the more anglicized version of words I think that's it you know like how like New Zealanders say plants dance and that kind of stuff instead of plants and dance he's the same with his name and I, ha I have learned to call him Grant even though my instinct is to say Grant. So I'm going to call you Grant for the podcast. I apologize if that's not how you like your name pronounced, but it's just what feels natural to me. Uh, so Grant messaged me and said um, that he listens to the podcast and he enjoys listening while he's doing classwork or playing games and stuff. But he sent me some interesting questions. And one of, I was like, I won't, don't want to think about these in advance. I want to read them while I'm like talking here. And see what I come up with off the top of my head. Because that's the whole point of this, is it's not meant to be scripted. I'm meant to just spout out whatever the frick comes to, to my um, incredibly scattered brain. So question one he wanted to ask is, what would you say is your modern day equivalent to an ancient curse? So an example would be like, if any time you travel, there will be a delay. Um, and for Grant, his example is, any time I pick up an art supply, it will get on your hands somehow. <laughs> I like this. Um, I do have a version of this, I think. My equivalent to an ancient curse. If, if my family is cursed with anything, it's that we are not allowed to vacation or holiday. We are not allowed to take leisure time because something will go wrong and prevent it from happening. When I was a kid, you know how like families take family holidays? Mm-mm. Not my family. Not as a kid. Never. We planned them. They just never, ever happened. Because, I don't know, it's almost this thing of, like, you're not allowed to enjoy yourself. You're not allowed to have fun. You're only meant to work and occasionally take a break. And we seem to get, like, punished if we try, <laughs> if we try to do anything, any kind of leisure activity. My parents finally, I guess, kind of broke the curse by driving. Um, they finally took off on their trip around the country in the caravan earlier this year, which was lovely for them. And I think maybe some of the best times of their lives that they've had as uh, going out traveling in the caravan. Um, well, they did have to cut their trip short because of state lockdowns. They would enter a state only for it to lock down the next day and they'd have to get out before it locked down. Um, they narrowly managed to avoid having to quarantine when they came back into the country, despite the coming back into the country, back into the state, despite the fact um, they had not been around anybody. They were just touring like nature places and keeping to themselves in caravan parks. But because of the state rules, if they left the state and then came back in anyway, there was the whole trying to do it during COVID thing, but that didn't seem to stop the fun they had, you know, um, they still had a blast. So I'm glad they had fun on their trip, but like we were meant to go to the Wit Sundays, we were meant to go to the coast, we were meant to go, we had like heaps of these holidays booked and without fail, something would go wrong. And by something going wrong, I mean like, oh, and this ties into another curse in my family. Uh, another little curse in my family is if one appliance breaks down, another two are, gonna, are coming behind it. We never have a single thing fall apart. Like if your washing machine suddenly breaks, be very careful because you're also about to have your fridge malfunction and your computer's going to die. Like it's always three. Three bad things, three breakdowns happen <laughs> around the same time. And it happened over and over again when I was a kid. We would have like travel plans and then mum's car would die. Like mum's work car would die for no reason. Like a two-year-old car, turns out the computer in the car was mal was faulty and would just shut the car down while it was driving. 
and she would end up stranded, unable to start the car. Um, that thing costs $6,000 to repair, which is absolutely mental from memory. I might have that figure wrong. I was a kid. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so things like that, or the washing machine suddenly like starts leaking water everywhere and then the fridge dies and the freezer dies. Like there were always things like that that would go wrong. And suddenly we had to put the holiday money into fixing appliances and nothing ever happened. So we just couldn't travel and things would break down in threes. And I tell you what, it still happens to me to this day. If I have an appliance or an electronic item break down without fail, two more are coming behind it. The only plus, the only upside of this is that once the third one has broken down, you know, for a fact you're done, right? <laughs> like I once had my, what was it? No, my fridge died. My car needed repairs because basically there was engine trouble and my computer crashed in the space of two weeks. And once the computer crashed and like needed a complete system reboot and I lost everything on it, I was like, phew, it's over. Like I'm, I'm done with this. And that it just stopped after that. So there you go. That would be my equivalent of a modern day curse. Things in my family break in threes and we are never allowed to travel because horrible things happen if we try to be happy. Um, <laughs> second question. If you could pick any event from history and control alt delete it from history, what would it be and why? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, Grant's example is that he would control alt delete the burning of the Library of Alexandria because all the knowledge would be re like retained and we'd have the original text of it. Oh, and he said, happy late birthday. Thank you, Grant. Um, well, what would I remove from history? If I could remove it from history. That's tough. Like, I'm assuming you're talking like a historical event that should never have happened. Ooh. I mean, the Dark Ages weren't very fun. <laughs> um, God. It's tough to, like, I'm very aware of the butterfly effect when it comes to time travel and changing things in the past. I've seen movies. I know that usually doesn't end well. Um, I would, what would I do? Every, you know, I think the natural thing is to say, like, you know, stop Hitler. Um, or, you know, get rid of Hitler. That'd be a great one. Um, I would... Ooh, something, I've got to think of something good. Something that's still screwing people over to this day. Um, I'm going to have to come back to this. I can't think of one off the top of my head. You know, like, it, like there's the natural, like, there's kill Hitler. Um, prevent the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand would be a big one. Yeah, actually, that might be a big one. Because then no World War II, no continued weapons development. Um, ooh, I know what I would do. I would go... Oh, no, you can't do that. Because that just would be very bad too. I was thinking like going back to when the American Constitution was written and changing some of the, some of the amendments. <laughs> Getting an amendment thrown out. Um, I would stop Harold Holt from drowning. Because I would just be really curious as to what would have happened if he didn't drown. Um, I would... Ooh, no, I got it. I've got it. Are you friggin' ready? Are you ready for this? I would prevent the assassination of John F. Kennedy. That is what I would do. Because I think the world would be entirely different if John F. Kennedy had not been assassinated. 
potentially he would have ended up losing the presidency in shame because of his multiple affairs. But back then, presidents used to be able to get away with a heap. And I think it did something to the national consciousness and the world consciousness as to what can happen to people. So I would, and I've always been fascinated with the JFK assassination because it happened on the same day. My birthday is the 22nd of November. It's the day, um, you know, I'm not as old as the JFK assassination, but uh, 22nd of November 1963 is when JFK was shot. And I think it would be fascinating if you could prevent that from happening or have, maybe not that he gets shot, but maybe that like they catch the shooter before he gets shot. You know, they catch the Lee Harvey. Um, by the way, I do think Lee Harvey did it. There's a lot of proof that he did. <laughs> I know the conspiracy theories, but it's pretty cut and dried that he did it. Um, and most people sort of say, yeah, no, he definitely did it. So that'd be, that'd be one I would remove just cause it would be fascinating to see where we'd end up as a, as a country if he wasn't, um, if he wasn't assassinated. Cause he handled the Cuban missile crisis very well. It would have been interesting to see how the nuclear arms race would have gone with him still in power. Anywho, that was really dull. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry for the really dull answer, but that would be what I would go for. Thank you for the questions. Alrighty, now getting into my usual rambling nonsense. Um, it has been a very big couple of weeks, and I apologise, and I've been late with the podcasts, but I've had a couple of very, very, very busy and very uh, exhausting um, and stressful weeks at work. Just, it's the time of year for it. There's been extra work, and I took on some extra stuff that was um, very tiring, and I would finish every day and just kind of fall in a heap. Um, also, you know, getting to the end of the year, there's a lot going on. So it's that as well. But this past weekend, like the work week finished on Friday and I was like, whew, thank God I made it through the work week. Things are like, it's a downhill slope from now. The work is not going to be as intense as it was in these past two weeks. Thank goodness. And then I don't know what happened. My brain just kind of rebelled. Um, I think I had been ignoring how much stress I was under for like a few weeks. And then as soon as the stress was gone, as soon as the reason for the stress and for the panic and for the, you know, like when you're under a lot of stress, you kind of get into survival mode of just, I have to get this done and this done and this done and then that's it. And you get very focused. And once that stress or that pressure is removed, you're kind of free to let your body freak out. <laughs> And that's what happened. Like my brain just started. I was sitting here on the couch. I had had my dinner. I chatted on the phone to some people and there was nothing left to do. And I just kind of sat. And by the way, sitting in a house that was so messy because when I'm very busy or very stressed, I just don't look after myself. So I don't clean. I barely sleep properly. Like <laughs> there was five, what was it? There was about five to six loads of laundry that needed doing. I need to do my sheets. There was like a bag of garbage I'd forgotten to take out. It was bad, guys, right? And I was sitting in the middle of all this and I just, my brain just started racing, but not racing about anything important, just spiraling. You know, like just anyone who's got an anxiety issue, if you've ever had that thing of where your brain just decides to spiral about nothing in particular, that's what mine did. It was just picking up any little thread and going, oh, this is terrible because this is going to happen and that's going to happen and this worst case scenario. And I ended up almost sending myself into a panic attack, just sitting completely still trying to calm down, but I couldn't slow my brain down. And then I was like, I think this is just exhaustion because I hadn't slept more than four hours a night in two weeks and over-caffeinated, I've over-caffeinated myself to try and stay awake. 
I'm burnt out, I'm tired, and my brain is just going absolutely mental. Thank goodness I was able to get onto a friend and just kind of chat to them and calm myself down. And then after I kind of vented everything on them and they were like, look, it's okay, you're fine, none of that stuff is immediately threatening, you're going to be okay. Everyone needs that once in a while, just to have someone to vent to. Once I got all that off my chest, I just kind of fell in a heap. <laughs> I finally decompressed and I had a really good night's sleep. And then um, Saturday, I woke up and was like, clear-minded. And I was like, all right, time to clean. And I tell you what, this past weekend, I have gone through the most deep clean I've done of my place in probably six months. I got up on my knees on the kitchen counter and scrubbed my Venetian blinds with my hands. Um, I scrubbed the bathroom floors on my hands and knees. I scrubbed the shower. I did all five loads of washing, folded them, put them away, did my sheets, changed the bed. I took everything off my shelves in the lounge room I've got like a bookshelf in my office I have bookshelves I took everything off them cleaned the shelves down put everything back did the same with all the kitchen cupboards cleaned out the fridge defrosted the freezer like I went crazy <laughs> this weekend but it didn't feel that way until I kind of look back on everything I got done because I would get you know a couple of hours worth of work done and then sit down and have a break and have some lunch and then get up and just kind of keep pottering around and doing more cleaning. And then I'd have a break and go, oh, shit, because I set alarms now to remind me when to eat because I'm terrible. at like, Again, it's the whole I was getting terrible at taking care of myself when I was stressed. And um, one of my coworkers just said, look, I get really hectic and busy brained and scatterbrained too. Set yourself reminders for when to eat. Trust me, it helps. And you know what? She was right. <laughs> it's been so helpful to just have a little alarm pop up on my phone that goes, oi, eat lunch. Because <laughs> otherwise what I do is just go straight through till 4pm and wonder why I'm so hungry. So, uh, yeah, like I sit, you know, pay attention to my reminders, sit down, eat my meals, and then get up and keep cleaning. And I got my whole place clean top to bottom. Everything is so spick and span. And it's lovely. I'm sitting in this nice tidy house. I've got my present wrapping station on the dining table because I'm just going to wrap a couple of presents a night until they're all done. Um, I made myself a nice dinner, despite the fact I'm like fevery and, you know, actually, you know what? I'm not feeling too bad now. I'm just feeling my forehead. I don't, I don't think I'm as hot as I was and I feel a bit more alert. Yay. Hopefully that's the worst of it, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I like cooked myself a nice dinner. I've done my dishes already. You know, I've got one load of washing to do tomorrow, but it's a nice small load and then I'll just fold them. Oh, my dad tell me his secret to I've been learning like these little scatterbrain tips for how to get your house clean if you're a total scatterbrain like me and sometimes when I try to clean I just end up wandering from room to room changing the thing I'm trying to do like I'll you know I'll walk into the bedroom and go right I should pick up all the dirty clothes and I take the dirty clothes to the laundry and go actually while I'm here I should mop the floor and then I just put the clothes in the machine, forget about them, get the mop out, and I go, oh, before I mop, I should vacuum, and I get the vacuum, and then when I get the vacuum, I notice that I haven't washed the towels, and I go looking for the towels. You get the idea. I get distracted very easily. So I've been learning these little scatterbrain tips. My favorite one, and I was saying it to myself all weekend, don't put it down, put it away. I think if, if you've been on TikTok, you would have seen that. Don't put it down, put it away. Oh my God, so useful. Because <laughs> I would have my hands full and I'd see something else I wanted to do and then I'd say to myself, don't put it down, put it away. So instead of just putting it down on the nearest surface, I would go and put it where it belonged, then come back and pick up the thing I was after. And I think I got the house cleaned so easily because of that. 
Um, also with the laundry, I was telling my dad, cause I was talking to my dad on the weekend too. And I just said like, oh, I've got so much laundry to do. And most of it, like I can wash and dry it. The problem is, is that then I've got to fold this mountain of laundry. And he said to me like, don't build up a mountain of clean laundry and then try and fold it all at once. As you take it out of the dryer, as you pull it off the line, fold it and put it in piles. <clears throat> so he said, if you're taking your stuff off the line, especially if you've got multiple people in the house, he's like, this is how I do it. He said, I take all your mum's clothes off the line first. <clears throat> I take the pants off, shirts off, then socks, then underwear, and then fold them all in that order. And then I can just take the stack out of the washing basket on the left side, put it on her bed, and she can put it straight into the, into the cupboard. He's like, I do the same with mine. So I take all hers off, then all of mine, in the order of pants, shirts, socks, undies, whatever, and then put it away. And if there's any towels or any tea towels or whatever, they go last and they go on top. So as I bring the basket inside, is I just take all the towels and stuff on my way to the laundry, put them straight into the laundry cupboard, take the basket into the bedroom, put the two piles on the beds, and I'm done. And I'm like, that is the smartest thing. <laughs> I think, like, I knew this because Dad taught me to do it when I lived at home. But living by myself and putting stuff in a dryer, it just didn't occur to me to do the same thing. I thought, no, you pull it all out into a basket, then you take it somewhere else and try and fold it. He's like, fold them as you pull them out of the machine. I was like, you're a bloody genius. And you know what? I did it. And that's how I got everything folded and hung up and put away. I also take all my empty hangers from the wardrobe out to the dryer and sit them on top of the dryer so that things that need to go on a hanger go straight from the dryer onto the hangers. And I just take the pile of hangers in and stick them in the wardrobe. This all seems like such basic stuff if you're not a total scatterbrain. By the way, do you like that I'm using the term scatterbrain when I clearly mean someone with undiagnosed ADHD? <laughs> Like me. <laughs> I don't know. I may see a therapist in the new year. We'll see. I don't know how I feel about maybe being put on medication because is it, it's, is it silly to be like, yeah, I'm a scatterbrain, but I kind of love that about myself as well. It's annoying and some things are way more difficult than they should be, but I would kind of hate to lose that in some way. Would this podcast be as interesting if I were medicated, you know? That's a question for the ages. Um, anyway. <laughs> Let me check. Oh, I've been talking for 26 minutes. Damn, Mandy. Uh, but yeah, so I got all that done on the weekend. Something else that happened on the weekend, obviously, is we ended up with a mask mandate. Um, I need to buy more masks. I've been living the spoiled, privileged life of a Queensland person in a rural town who doesn't need a mask. Or, like, owns one in case, but didn't need multiples. So I've got to buy more masks. Because I keep having to, like, I come home and I, like, wash and disinfect my mask. And sometimes I want to go somewhere and my mask isn't dry. And then I have to wait or try and dry it out with my hairdryer. And then it's a whole thing. Um, <laughs> so I need to buy some more. Um, what else is going on? What else is on in my mind right now? I'm trying to find a new TV show. Oh, oh, um, I was, uh, sorry. Yeah, we have these moments when I'm jumping from thought to thought. I'm trying to find like a new TV show to watch or to land on. <clears throat> and while trying to find something new to watch, I've started a heap of shows. So I started the show White Collar. I like it. I don't feel impelled like I must watch the next episode, but it's something good to watch for like, you know, the same way you chuck on a sitcom in the background. Like, I don't care that much about it, but it's kind of fun to watch if you've got nothing else to watch. So that's a cool one. I don't mind that. 
Um, I started watching, oh, and I kind of, don't worry, <clears throat> I kind of hate myself a little bit. I started watching the show Mum on Netflix. Purely, oh my God, good Bert, Mandy. Guys, I'm sorry. That one took me by surprise. I started watching the show Mum on Netflix because I was scrolling through the Netflix shows. And you know how the scenes autoplay? It started autoplaying an episode and it was Anna Faris. <laughs> like trying to serve these people in a snooty restaurant while crying her eyes out. And it just made me laugh. And I was like, Alice and Jenny plays the mum. And I love Alice and Jenny in anything. I love Alice and Jenny in the West Wing. I love Alice and Jenny in 10 Things I Hate About You. She's amazing. So I was like, how bad could it be if she's in it? So I started watching it. And you know what? I know it's a Chuck Law sitcom. I know it's the same guy that made Big Bang Theory and Two and a Half Men. And that his stuff is pretty <laughs> cookie cutter. But it's, it's, it's popular for a reason. It's so funny. Like, I really get a kick out of it. And it's very warm and it's very entertaining. And I'm like, shit, I think I really like this show. So against my better judgment, I'm really enjoying the show, Mum. <laughs> I hate that I'm like the snooty bitch that's like, ooh, a Chuck Law sitcom. But I thought I'd kind of grown past sitcoms. Apparently not. Because um, I really enjoy this one. What else am I trying to watch? I've also started... Um, Oh no, I finished Only Murders in the Building. I tried to start... Oh, my parents are on a mad Grey's Anatomy kick. Like, they love it. They've been watching mostly Grey's Anatomy every night. And they told me recently... <clears throat> they probably started about maybe six months ago. They are on season 14. They have powered. Considering they went on like a big long vacation during that time. They have absolutely powered through Grey's Anatomy. And they're going to be up to date in no time. They've, I said, do you, got, like, do you guys have only got a few more seasons left and you're up to date? And they're like, oh, no. I said, but it's still going. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> cool. So I did try to start on Grey's Anatomy. <clears throat> I get the appeal. I just don't think it's my kind of show. I know the kind of show I'm sort of going for. I just am not finding it. I really like my dramas. I really like a good, interesting drama with good characters. I mean, I love my Ted Lasso, but that's because it's an, a brilliant freaking comedy drama. The characters are amazing, the plots are well-written, and it's different. It's interesting. Um, you know, like, I love the show Sex Education. That's a great show. Love the characters, love the stories. I love... I mean, I know Stranger Things is one of those shows that's been beaten like a dead horse, but I still kind of enjoy the seasons when they come out. I used to love Orange is the New Black, but it ended. Um, you know, like those are the kind of shows I really get into. Ones with pe people stories. And I add shows to my list. Oh, another one people reckon I should watch is The Blacklist. Don't get me wrong, I love James Spader. But the first season seemed really kind of cheesy. And that's a weird thing to say. But maybe it just kind of came off as cheesy. Maybe I need to give it another shot. Maybe I should start watching The Blacklist again. <coughs> Excuse me. I really enjoyed Suits. That was another show that I really got a kick out of. Um, I liked How to Get Away with Murder for a few seasons until it got really frigging weird. And then it just became about how many times can they kill someone and try to get away with it. You know, when you name your show How to Get Away with Murder, you're kind of locked in, aren't you? <laughs> What's going to happen this season on a show called How to Get Away with Murder? Do you think they're going to try and get away with tax fraud? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. 
Anyway. <clears throat> oh, goodness, I've been talking for 31 minutes. I was going to do a whole thing about, like, Christmas traditions. Maybe I'll have to save that for the next episode, which I can record whenever I like because it's my podcast and I do what I want. <clears throat> but it is getting late and I should um, start thinking about getting ready for bed. Also, I'm very tired. So next episode I want to talk about, like, Christmas traditions. And um, actually, if you want, email the podcast, giftedgasbag at gmail.com. And please tell me some of your favorite Christmas traditions or any questions that you have for me, as usual. Thank you guys so much for listening. It's been it's been a hell of a year, and it has been really good to have you guys to talk, talk to and kind of have this outlet. So as much as you guys might enjoy listening to keep you occupied while you're doing stuff, it helps me as well. And I want you to know that. Um, so, yes. Stay safe. Please wash your hands. Please wear a mask. Please be careful and take care of yourselves. Omicron ain't a joke. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.